0: The more you listen to your gut, the more it is refined. It's like an algorithm where by listening to your gut, you create this perfect algorithm for yourself that it's only going to send you the good shit. And it's going to tell you immediately if there's something that's not going to be good Mm -hmm. for you. So, and that will be, that will come in the feeling of a gut feeling.
1: Welcome back to the North Star podcast. I cannot wait to share this episode with you. I know I'm always saying that, but I really mean it. I mean, I always mean it because these guests are just incredible. This episode is with Eliza Gelman of Hotter Than Health. And if you're not familiar with her podcast, Hotter Than Health, you should definitely check it out. Honestly, it's in the Top 100 Nutrition Podcast for a reason she's so eloquent she's such a smart cookie I swear to you and she makes it so fun learning from her is so interesting and the truth is she goes beyond nutrition into so many realms she talks about spiritual topics uh, mediums you know all the interesting stuff so check that out if you're coming over here from Eliza's show, welcome to the North Star. My name is Mackenzie Belcastro, and I am your host. So you guys, this episode, why it was so good. Okay, I came into this episode thinking, you know, we chat about our story, we chat about nutrition, we chat about, you know, all these things. But what I love about podcasts. And what I love about conversations in general is that they're not predictable. They're all about going with the flow. And we learn so much more that way. I personally believe that anyway, which is why even though I always do come in with questions, I never let them control how things run. I'd rather see how things unfold and learn the lessons along the way that I am meant to learn and to share with you guys. So Eliza, Eliza is such a beautiful down to earth soul. And in this episode, a little bit of a sneak peek, we talk about her childhood, her early adolescence. We talk about college life and all the lessons that we learn in that odd stage of life where we're a little bit misaligned, let's say. But also at the same time, learning exactly what we need to be learning in order to come back home, right? Because everything is perfect at the end of the day. But I think I just find that part. I mean, I found it so interesting. I love learning about people pre-alignment, watching where they go, what they get into and learning about all the wisdom that they accrued from this moment in time. And her stories really don't disappoint from that stage of life. We talk about things like living in an environment that's a mismatch for your soul and how that affects you and your behaviors. And we also talk about her burgeoning entry into the wellness world, the signs that would be such a beautiful foreshadowing of where she would end up and you know how that looked. We talk, we have an interesting little tangent into our spiritual beliefs which is not a tangent you know it's it's just another topic of conversation but I love where it came from because it felt like it came from out of nowhere and I just I adore that I mean this is a spiritual podcast so I mean it probably should have been expected but yeah we talked about religion and spirituality and you know our viewpoints on certain things and how we're open to x y and z topics like astrology and I just cannot wait for you guys to hear that part of the episode. I could talk about spiritual topics forever and always because I just feel like it's such an open, just like a mind. There's so much to, to learn. It's never ending. You know, the universe, it's vast and boundless and so interesting. Okay. Okay. Anyway, we also talk about more earthy subjects like entrepreneurship and non-entrepreneurship. So being an employee, we talk about why you don't need to be an entrepreneur, even though it seems on social media, like everyone is and everyone ought to be if they're not. And I love Eliza's viewpoint on this. She has worked for herself. She is currently doing both. And she has such a grounded perspective, one that I think needs to be talked about so much more. And, yeah, I just feel like it could be so damaging, you know, to people who who feel like they need to be a certain way in order to have quote unquote made it when like who said that? so love that part. We also talk about communication and confidence and the interlink between the two, so the way that we communicate. It really expresses to those that we're in conversation with our degree of self-confidence. And I believe that it communicates to the universe, to spirit, you know, where we're at with our self-worth and therefore on another deeper note, you know, what we manifest and bring into our lives. We didn't quite go there, but that is perhaps another topic for the future. It's very interesting and very real. I will say at least. In my mind and in my experience. So finally, of course, I couldn't let her go without at least grabbing a few nutrition tips. But like I said, I thought that might be the brunt of the conversation and it wasn't, it was actually like two seconds at the end. So this is a multifaceted conversation. One that will not disappoint, especially if you love Liza and you love learning about the way that she sees the world. I think personal stories are always the most educational in the end. So, you know, we could Google things and, and ask, like, type it on Google, like what will give me more iron or more energy or like whatever, but things that really sink in the information that sinks in is story. Whenever information is wrapped up in the bundle of the story, we remember it. That's why stories, storytelling has existed forever. It's been the way of communication, strong, deep, lasting, and transformational communication. So I really loved this episode. I will actually just let you dive right into it now because I feel like I could go on about how great it was, but I have to say, if you don't know Eliza already I didn't get a chance to ask her because we ran over time. Check her out on Instagram. She's at Eliza G underscore wellness and at hotter than the health podcast on Instagram. And again, check out her podcast for sure. I know you'll love it. Hotter than health podcast. I I'm sitting with a pro. I recognize that fully. You are.
0: Oh my gosh. Clearly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, things happen, but no, seriously, I like so much kudos to you on your podcast. It's so good.
0: Oh my gosh. Thanks.
1: Yeah, no, seriously. uh, You have such a gift with relaying information, like even I listen, I feel like a lot to your solo episodes and you have such a gift with just like making information so interesting. And then you have your tangents and they're great. And (laughs) we
0: get to meet your dog and you know, it's like, (laughs) we might get to meet him again today. He is so old and he really only picks up on he vibrations. So when he hears me speaking, he's Uh like, Oh, got to figure out where it's coming from. (laughs) So, but that really is so kind. Thank you for saying that.
1: Yeah, I mean it. I, so I would love to start out by hearing a little bit about you and, you know, pointedly you as a kid, I always think it's so interesting to hear about people when they were little. So could you tell us a little bit about what you're like growing up and then we'll take it on from there.
0: That is an interesting question. Mm -hmm. When I was growing up, I will say in our household, we were in the, in the industry that I'm in, in my household, we were always focused on more whole foods. I mean, we still had our fair share of, you know, food that we grew up with in the nineties and the early two thousands. And as a kid, but my dad always really ingrained in me, the benefits of whole foods. Mm -hmm. And if I had a headache or if I was really extra cold, he noticed, you know, he was never a doctor or anything like that, but he always noticed, Hey, Let's cook our greens or our meat in a cast iron skillet to get more iron. And there were always those little ties into lifestyle. Yeah. But as a child, I definitely, I think that I was underlying anxious because I would. I would prefer to spend time by myself and get anxious around other people, but I wasn't comfortable being by myself, if that makes any sense.
1: That's so interesting. What did you feel when you were by yourself?
0: I think that I always thought that I should be with people Mm -hmm. or I should be wanting to do things, but I think Mm -hmm. I was always more creative and had more fun spending time alone. But I think that I had a sense of I think I was working on attachment theories really, really at a young age, but either way, I recognize that now as I think that I did want more alone time, but I wasn't sure of how to do that. Mm -hmm. But I was a really, I think I was a happy kid and I grew up with two very loving families, but we moved a ton. There was, there was volatility in the lifestyle because, you know, financially, we went up and down a lot, like high highs, low lows. Mm -hmm. And then I just, I mean, I always looked up to my older sister. I thought she was just the most amazing, coolest thing ever. We Mm -hmm. went to some pretty interesting schools, had some interesting stories, but I, around the age of 13, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think I just, I don't know what it was in me. Maybe it was the middle child in me, but I, I was never a bad kid, but I did a lot of stuff that I pray to God, my children don't do. Like I would sneak out all the time. I was so boy crazy. Oh, I think it was that, you know, anxiety, that validation. Mm-hmm. I was so boys, boy crazy. And phones texting had just came out when I was, you know, 14, 15, mm-hmm. not even, it was like, yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When were you yes. born? If you don't mind, I, I need, to I like, was nineteen
0: ninety three. Same. Okay. I had a feeling. Okay. I'm like, we must be yes. basically. Yeah. And we are the same year. And so I much remember, sense. I remember when everyone was starting to get their first phones and they were for uh-huh. emergencies only buttons were huge, you know, snake was a thing. And so yeah. we were just, it would be so cryptic, like meet here at 12. And then I would never know where exactly here was, but anyways, uh-huh. you know, stealing alcohol, drinking, experimenting mm-hmm. with drugs, mm-hmm. definitely experimenting with boys at a younger age than I think any of my friends, And small tangent, I went to a different school than a lot of the friends that I had grown up with. So I Mm -hmm. feel like I almost lived two lives where I had a group of friends that were, it, it was a little more wholesome, like your typical middle school, high school. But then at my other parents' house, when I had the opportunity to sneak out all the time, we were that was when there was a lot of drinking and boys and I was 13 14 hanging out with 18 year olds and like getting into cars when people were drunk wow. it was a freaking mess but i so i re- i think that i got my crazy phase out when i was really really young okay and anyways so growing out of that into college yeah. i definitely am more of a introvert homebody but i love to travel so i'd rather go on a big trip than then go to like a huge dinner with friends or a house party. Um, yeah, so I'm very on the extremes. I'm either wanting to plan a whole trip to South America or I want to be at home cooking my meals every single night listening to music. I, I don't really okay. have a I'm not like, oh, yeah, I'll go out a couple of days a week. It's not really me.
1: That's that's it. Well, first of all, I completely relate to pretty much where you landed and not the two separate that's really interesting (laughs) that you had like two separate kind of lives although I mean in a way don't most teenagers in a way you kind of have like a secret self and then you have like yourself that you were around everyone at
0: school and it just so happened that my I was not not two different people because energetically I was very much the same but uh the when I was with one parent, I would have the opportunity to do other things when I was with another parent, but Mm -hmm. I always had a great relationship with our parents. They were never, I mean, amazing childhood. I, it was, it was just the rebellion in me, but I think Mm -hmm. I just took it too far sometimes. And I never told anyone. So it always felt this pent up, maybe shame, but Mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, it's all fun stories now.
1: Yeah. That's interesting at this stage in your life. Do you find that you still have a tendency towards like extremes? Do you take things far? Do you have like that personality type or is that more of like a child's like youth thing?
0: I think when it comes to extremes. So here's, I think I try and play it off. Like they're not extremes and it's just who I am mm. because I'm an Aries I'm fiery, mm-hmm. but when I try and quell that it comes out as like anger and resentment, but when I live into it, it's more of the fiery side of being bold in decisions that I make. So right now, and yeah, I will do things for extremes. Like I'll do 48 hour water fasts, or I will go hit it, workout really, really hard, but I'm trying to find that middle ground and I I think I've done a decent job of figuring it out right now but it's like with anything in career I'll take on way too much at a time and then I'll be pissed off at myself because then things will slip through the cracks or I just Mm -hmm. I try and do too much but extremes yes and no still with the big trips and the uh and then the staying home but that's just I'm cool yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds healthy, which which makes sense given what
1: you know what you do and who you are as a as a guide for people in nutrition. How did you? I mean, it sounds like your dad was sort of a force of inspiration in the wellness scene for you as a kid growing up. When mm-hmm. when did you come back to it? Did you or did you ever go away from it while you were, you know,
0: partying, et cetera, as a kid? My dad gave so much of the holistic lifestyle approach. But then like we didn't have any packaged food in the house. It was eggs, whole foods, raw quinoa, even when I was younger. So we had we had the superfoods when I was really young. And I didn't it was just how we ate. Mm-hmm. And then at my mom's house she really instilled it in me in me home cooking. And mm-hmm. we it was a huge treat if we went out to eat. And then so it was it was the home cooking and the holistic approach that I feel so grateful that I had, and, but I, I would say that I, I it never really left me. So I don't think I've even told the story on podcast before, but a lot of my friends know this. Mm-hmm. One of my first jobs, my first job was working at a pizza place. Second job that I had was working at a Smoothie King, which I don't know if you've ever heard. Of, where are you I'm, located? I, again? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm Canadian, so I don't think we have those. No, okay, yeah. but if you have a smoothie place where they use syrups and pumps and uh-huh. they, is that, that like things. a dairy queen, but for fruit? <laughs> like No, not exactly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the queen and the king. I get it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's supposed to be a health food store where you get protein shakes and smooth fruit it. smoothies and things like that. However, yeah. when I first started working there, it was because a boyfriend that I had at the time was working there and I was like, let's work together. Okay. And I worked there for a year, maybe less than a year got got fired immediately because on a shift, not immediately, but I got (laughs) fired. It took one time. Mm -hmm. I wasn't I, you know, I wasn't like a shit employee and then got fired. It was like doing really great. And then boom, one day that's I just funny. wasn't on the schedule again, because <laughs> I kept sending people to the smoothie shop down the street that used real fruit that used no processed ingredients. I was like, wow, Was hey by the way, you wanted this blueberry. And I'm like <clears throat> with the syrups and the blueberries. And I was like, guys, this is what is in your smoothie. Enjoy. And they were like, okay. And so I was working with my boss at the time. And that's how I knew I was like Aries. Yeah, I, I just, that's it, what I was, I was just was thinking the, while you were saying it, that. <laughs> and I mean, I think that at that time it was you know, I <laughs> hindsight is 2020. Should mm-hmm. I have been doing that? Absolutely not. This was my job that was paying me, but I I proceeded to understand this is not leaving me. Right. And then when I went to college, that was a time when I definitely I was always the one who was the healthy friend. And I had a lot of healthy friends, but I was known as the healthy friend who would always do the grocery shopping. I had a juicer when I was 15, I was cooking with all, I would get like cast iron skillets for Christmas. I would, it was always me doing the big batch soups and the juice cleanses and the whatevers. Mm -hmm. That's when extremes started to really happen for me in the food space. Yeah. I would have, be super healthy all day. And when I mean healthy, I mean only whole foods would never, never do chips had never, wouldn't have a soda for 15 years. Haven't Mm. in 20 Mm -hmm. wouldn't have sugar and anything, but then at night I would, you know, we'd be drinking like hypnotic. I mean disgusting, <laughs> awful blue, whatever we were yeah. drinking. Yeah. And it's then it's like jungle any- juice in college. Yes, mm-hmm. precisely. Yeah. <laughs> the more the, the more brightly colored it was we were like consuming uh-huh. this. Mm. I would be great during the day, super into fitness. Then the I would have a couple drinks and I would immediately isolate. That's how I knew alcohol. I don't have a substance problem. I'm happy to say that I don't have a bad relationship with alcohol at all. It just, it it brings something out in me that typically wants to isolate. And so I would always order this giant sub sandwich with like mayo, turkey, I mean, every meat, every cheese, every (sighs) vegetable, whatever it was. And I would just go like lock myself in my room, watch Netflix after I had a little bit of drink. So I'd always Uh leave early be by myself. And then the next morning running green juice, Uh it was, it was obsessive. Yeah. And I started to come out of that once I, I think that college just wasn't, I don't think I was a person that was meant to go to college for that whole time. Mm -hmm. And I think that I was just starting to understand what a gut feeling was, but I couldn't Uh put my name. I couldn't put words to it. Yeah. And had I been able to say, been, have more backbone in my decision-making, maybe I wouldn't have, maybe I would have graduated earlier. Maybe I would have said, you know, cool, but mm-hmm. I, I did some things that I knew were against my gut and right. they didn't serve me and oh. they ended up teaching me lessons, but mm-hmm. definitely not serving me at the time. And after college, that's when I, that's when I really found more balance in the weight training and the. How to have healthier habits and balance, and I hate the word balance because it's it's so convoluted and it's different for everybody. But Mm -hmm. that's when I found my sweet spot, less extreme.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's that makes sense. It 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 sounds like such a um, sort of classic trajectory, too. I think you know, at that age, especially we're like, who who am I? And there is people, right? Who obviously they're super extroverted. So when they go out, they just want to be out. I mean, I have friends who would go out five days a week or more or whatever. And yeah. And I mean, I always had to have a nap before going out because I didn't even understand how people did it,
0: but um. <laughs> I'm like, what drugs, what yeah, drugs honestly. I haven't seen you do drugs, but are you on them? Cause I, you must be.
1: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Do you think like, I'm curious like that um, you talked about like going into sort of like self-isolation post, post-drinking and, uh-huh. and being in your room alone and, and having that sandwich. Uh, do you think that you were just craving, like, or what do you think you were craving when you were
0: eating,
1: getting? It's aside so from to sandwich. picture
0: it. I wasn't there, yeah. you know, like clawing at the windows, nails bleeding and like eating my hair with a sandwich, but <laughs> I was definitely like watching Netflix. I mean, I right. was not, uh-huh. not going crazy, Yeah, but, um, I don't even remember. I just had that vid- vivid picture in my in my head what was your question what
1: was I, what was I asking um yeah because I I have okay I I, I didn't want to project so I was going to say something about I want to <laughs> ask you what you think you were looking for you know like I think sometimes when we drink some in the end you kind of you're trying to give yourself what like your inhibitions are down so then you're giving yourself something right like yeah and so I'm just curious what you think that was if you have ever even thought about it
0: like that that period yeah yeah you're so right because when we drink it they always say you know your true self comes out and I was not really I was never an angry drunk I was never one to be crying over boys I was definitely still like boy obsessed but I think that looking back it had a lot to do with the fact that I never felt like I I really never felt like I could be myself. I never really Mm -hmm. locked into a a huge group of friends and I I had great friends and they were always very supportive, but it took two to tango and there was something about me that just wasn't, I was hitting walls emotionally that didn't allow me to connect with other people. I was always seeking to go visit a friend in another school. I would go home a lot of weekends and just try and feel a sense of groundedness. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of it had to do with the fact of, I I didn't necessarily want to go to college initially and I worked hard Mm -hmm. and I was appreciative of it. And I had a job and great friends and college was a fun experience, but I think the entire time I knew that that's not where I was supposed to be. It was Mm -hmm. also a very cold mountain town and it, I, I didn't feel like it was the right even geographical space. I think that I was so deep connected into what my body knew it needed, but it right. didn't know how to get it out. So the minute I graduated, I flew to Arizona and moved there. So wow. I was, I went, were you in Colorado Snow. or where were you? No, I was in, I was in Boone, North Carolina. It's a really small okay. mountain town. It's Appalachian state. It's an amazing school. And oh. I'm so like looking back to visit, I think that I, I would go back every weekend if I could,
1: um, yeah. but
0: but living there mm. was not my soul place. Yeah, and so I immediately knew yeah. where my soul place was, and it just m- me as a person was I was two different. Pe- I was like the happiest version of myself ever, but mm. I, it was just it's so funny. Your podcast is called North Star Podcast, yeah. and you think North Node. You uh-huh. think where is this in your astrological chart? And I'm yeah. always arid, dry, desert, open space. Mm -hmm. And so I was in this cold, elevated, small town, everything close together. But I, I think that at that point I hadn't been able to figure out that, oh my God, there's these vast mountains. I just need to get outside more in nature, but the seasonal depression was definitely a thing, uh, as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That completely makes sense. It is so wild how like environment, I mean, it affects us so much. And if you yeah. weren't in that right place, it, it makes sense that you would, cause what I didn't want to project onto you was actually kind of a similar conclusion, which was that, you know, in the end it wasn't the right or the right space. So you go and you create your own kind of sacred space, you know, yes. post post. Yes, that.
0: exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, well, I'm not creating, I have, I have a few really, really amazing best friends that came mm-hmm. out of that so eternally grateful. Yeah. However, I think that I was like, hey, look, you made a couple friends. Let's get out. Get of out. But, get out. <laughs> yes, but I mean now now if I have a gut feeling, uh-huh. I'm if I don't listen to it, I am immediately, oh, that was wrong. It was my gut. I can like pinpoint the exact moment that my gut tells me don't wow. do this or do it. Incredible. So what did
1: bridge that gap? Cause you said that you were coming into your intuition and like understanding that, but mm-hmm. you weren't there, which again, total, like most people aren't there as, you know, an early adolescent. So how did you get to that place of being so in tune?
0: I think a, a, one moment that I can remember specifically was and I'll, I'll sum this up. I spoke about this extensively on a different podcast recently, and it just, we went deep, but there was a moment, it was my junior year and I was, it was either my sophomore or junior year. And I was doing my best to make friends. I was doing all these things. I was dating some guy and it was about to snow that day. And I was invited out on a hike. And I thought, this is something I should want to do right now. Mm -hmm. I like going outside. I like hiking. I like hanging out with my boyfriend and these people and we all just started becoming friends. I should, I should want to go. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror while I was putting my shoes on and my jacket. And I just kept thinking, why do I not want, I don't like, I don't think I should go, but Mm -hmm. I don't have any good reason of why I shouldn't go. So I'm just going to go ended up going. We got, finished with our hike and got into a really horrific car accident, broke my back flipped two times the most insane feeling. But I remember that intuition and I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything about anything except for the fact that maybe it was my subconscious mind saying, Hey, there's going to be a snowstorm. Hey, these are new people. Hey, winding roads out of your control. And I just remember it was the wildest thing. And afterwards I was just like, I remembered that feeling. I remembered the feeling and that's how I, that was just the beginning. You know, it, it took much more time to uh-huh. figure that out, but I was like, my, I, I got to just trust myself. I got to trust yeah. myself. And that goes with food that uh-huh. goes with workouts that goes for relationships, friends, jobs. And if I don't trust myself and that's where I think the past, you know, maybe eight years have been learning how to trust myself. Mm -hmm. And then moving forward, it is now the faith component, which is Mm -hmm. why would you trust yourself if you don't have faith that what is going to be instead is going to be for you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And the faith is that jump and the net shall appear situation instead of saying, okay, I see the net now I'm going to jump. It's, it's there, trust yourself. It will appear. And so that's what I'm working on now.
1: Yeah. I love that. So it's, and I, and I know from listening to your show that you definitely have your, your spiritual side and you already mentioned like astrology, what, what are you working on, you know, bringing into your life or having faith with respect to, is it relationship? Is it more work or what's coming up for sure. you at this point? Yeah.
0: At this very moment, it's also a full moon in Aries yes. and which I don't know if you, I, I don't really know much about it. It's just I know my algorithms. I, I follow enough people that this stuff comes into my ether. Yeah. Do you know anything specifically? Because I only know high level, like what?
1: Same. Honestly, I'm like, why can't I have such a hard time with any of it sticking in my brain? I think because it's so complicated. It just, I read it and I'll read a whole article and I'm like, oh my God, I forget already what, yes. what they just said. You um, resonate
0: with it so hard. And then, boom it's so yes.
1: weird and then i so admire people who fully i even even with respect to this particular full moon i'm like i know i just sent my friend something about it but i couldn't tell you what it was about other than uh focusing on yourself
0: yes That's yes it. so what i know about this full moon yeah. is that it's in aries which genuinely all of this means nothing to me until i start to read about the uh-huh. descriptions of it and it yeah. said that this is a fantastic time. I think it's until the, the 10th until the 25th or something, That it's the, it's a time to reset. It's a time to step into your own power. Anytime that you have been feeling out of your power in your relationships, it's either a time to stand your ground and leave it and with faith or to stand your ground and say, Hey, I want to fix this. So mm-hmm. if it's something really valuable to you, it's a time to fix and mm-hmm. be powerful in your statements there. And also—that's the gist of it that I got. Yeah, yeah. You know, um,
1: that's that's what res—that's what I seem to have taken away that you just reminded me of. So
0: thank yes. you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So give me examples of what you're, what's coming up for you right now. And sometimes, was there was it coming up for you before you knew about the Aries in full moon, or were you were you like, oh my gosh, this is all making <sighs> sense? That's
1: a good. That's a good uh, question. I. You know what? It weirdly because I didn't zone in on this for myself yet. My friend that was talking to me about um, what she was, she was trying to, you know, what was it like call in like clients or something? And he was focused yeah. on things externally. I think it was last month and they turned out well. And then she was starting to focus more on like clients and like her, her podcast and, and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh great. Like, this is a good time. I haven't reflected yet for me, obviously, but, um,
0: <laughs> but, one time- but sometimes reflection happens as you're speaking about it. It's a real,
1: mm, a real this thing. True. This is true. I feel like in a way though, I, this is where I sh- Sort of stroke. Like, I also feel like all of these messages could be applied always
0: in a way. Exactly. That's why I'm like, was I already thinking about this? And now it's just the divine timing of the words.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, this is like the, yeah, I know a little bit about this actual signs, but in terms of like the periods, I'm like, you could tell me anything and I'll just believe it because I'm very
0: open. I will just take yeah. anything. But it's also, um, yeah. what is it? The <laughs> reticular activating system in our brain that if mm. we, if we're thinking about, okay, I need $500. This is just an arbitrary number. Right. Okay. I need $500. You're going to start seeing $500 everywhere, different opportunities. So it's, it's that it's like the Audi effect. I think that's what they call it. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 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 One in Audi. Then you start seeing them
1: everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Same with numbers and, and, and all of this. So I kind of take everything with a grain of salt, but I also think it's very fascinating. Um,
0: yeah. I'm like, you know what? Go ahead lean in. Do you know what? That's why I'm right. leaning in so hard to this one. Cause I was like, okay, I am an Aries. And actually these things were happening right before I found out about new moon and Aries. And I was like, I'm just leaning in. So I've been journaling and mm-hmm. looking at all these things and not too much. Cause I don't, yeah. want to, but that's where the faith comes into play.
1: I like that. It's cool. It- it is. And I, and when you take it in that way, it's sort of like, I know, I remember my dad saying to me when I was like a kid, he was like, you know what, like whether or not you believe in, you know, religion or whatever, cause you know, he kind of did kind of didn't came from a mother who is very Catholic and Italian mm-hmm. and, and all of that. And, and he was like, it's going to make you a better person. So like why, you know, there's not really a downside to it. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and I, and that's so- what I've realized is that there's, there's this book that I'm reading that some, some guy that I follow, he recommended it in one off a one-off post. And I was like, "Mm, okay, done buying it. Got it used on Amazon for three bucks. And I've been reading and it is, it does reference God and Christ a lot, but the messages in it are more about abundance and power Mm -hmm. and self-reflection and Mm -hmm. affirmation and what you, what is meant for you won't miss you type of thing. But it's like, so they are very much intertwined, and I think that mm-hmm. however you want to approach it, then go for it. Yeah, because like I'm not going to church. I'm, I, I don't pray before. I mean, I was yeah. raised Catholic, but I don't.
1: yeah, Anyways. like a lot of us, you know, white
0: people from
1: North America, I feel like that's exactly. Like sweet, we, we are it's like these what do they call them like Christ, Christmas Easter. Uh, I don't know. there's there's a saying for it. It's like a Christmas oh. Easter sort of like very
0: commercial like exactly version like I like the holidays that I'm I understand religion more when it's based on holidays type of situation or Mm -hmm. you you uh uh, yeah I can't figure out the word either but I know what you're talking about
1: yeah it's it's interesting that this is we're like going but I don't I don't this is actually great too (laughs) um because you know what I I think it's just interesting how a lot of our generation has found so much more depth in, like, these non-denominational ways, like, whether it's, like, reflecting, as you were just talking about with, like, the film in eras, it's, like, it's not, like, this devotion to astrology, it's mm-hmm. just, like, this is getting, this is bringing up so much reflection in me, and it's, it's mm-hmm. having this, like, profound impact that I feel in some, some ways our parents in that generation kind of didn't have, because they were starting yeah. to disconnect, mm-hmm. so they had, like, they didn't really have spirit like spirituality in their lives. I I mean a huge generalization. Yeah.
0: This is just what I saw in Canada. But I mean <laughs> Well, I think that so much of that it's interesting. I, I vacillate back and forth between are we super introspective and learning and mm-hmm. and uh, are we super open and understanding or are we just narcissists (laughs) and we want to learn? I'm like, oh, you want to tell me about myself? Mm
1: -hmm. I will listen,
0: you know? And Mm -hmm. so of course, but then I think about it, the generation, generations before us, they had, they had outlines and they were a little bit more not fact-based, but they had, they had more reasons and they had more concrete evidence to their, Mm. their lives Mm -hmm. where, and, and, you know, they had the nine to fives and there was the outline of your life. Yeah. And now in our generation, I think that we are open to these more nebulous thoughts of astrology and things that are open and a little more fluid because, and, and maybe it's because we have a hard time sometimes explaining ourselves, defining ourselves, understanding ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we're like, well, if I can't understand, explain it fully, then I'm just going to attach to a bunch of nebulous thoughts that hmm. all together make me feel good. And, right. hmm. but I mean, here I am, I'm very much, I'm, I'm the woo woo and the science and the, I, love the, I mean, it. imagine trying to ask your grandmother, <laughs> um, where is your, um, what is your rising sign? And she's, you know, <laughs> the, it's just not going to happen. <laughs>
1: What is wait? I need to ask you. What are you okay? So you have Aries. Now that we're here, and I and okay want to okay. respond to that, but I also want to. I'm I'm so happy I'm talking to a very tangential person because some people <laughs> would be like, "What is you know?" What, know. Do That's you kind of funny. do you know? I I was wondering that with you listening to your podcast. And I'm not sure if you've mentioned
0: it. I'm sure you've mentioned it on some episodes. I had to just search in my phone. Yeah. I'm a, I have an Aries sun, Taurus moon and Aquarius rising. Ooh. And, and I don't know what any of, I, I know what Aries sun means, but I don't really know.
1: Ooh. I think those are beautiful. Else. I mean, you know what I think of again, very basic, um, but like Taurus, like, like, like like you, it's like a luxury sort of like pleasure, like enjoying sensual, it's like sensual in a way. Love it. And Aquarius, I always think of like, like wise and like seeking information. And those, those are beautiful signs in my okay. mind to, okay. to have, I don't know if they resonate with you
0: and. Well, way I think mean. that depending on who you're talking to, there's yeah. different ways of describing it. I had someone tell me that it was, well, you're stubborn and selfish. And I was like, huh. oh, look, fuck. Okay. I'm, all right. Uh, <laughs> okay, I guess I just have to take that. And then. <laughs> There's other people who have said that the Taurus is the grounding steady, Yeah, you know, and my boyfriend's Taurus to the max. Mm. And I think that that's good with an Aries sometimes because Aries can be all over and then Taurus is rock
1: yeah that's interesting and, and and just to go because i because my closest friend is a taurus but she's so she's very feminine like very feminine energy so Ooh, the way she describes like it oh. yeah and the way she describes it is the words that i just use. so that's like my frame of reference whereas you just your frame of reference is your boyfriend right that and he's yes um,
0: it's all about the it's all about the context in which something is painted for you well what are what are yours
1: yeah, my my rising is Scorpio and then my moon is Gemini and then my sun is Leo. Oh, I love it. So it's a little all over the place. Um but I think so is your wait, your your you have fire, earth and and water, right? Water. Isn't it yeah. water?
0: Isn't Aquarius water?
1: It's either that or air. But either way, you're all over, like, same with me. You're like, kind of well balanced, I guess, is the nice way to put it, like,
0: well balanced in that. And do you think, okay, so you live in Canada. Where in Canada are you?
1: Uh, I'm from Toronto. Okay. Yeah.
0: Do you think that geographically that makes sense with your balanced chart? Are you a little bit near water, a little bit near open space? Is it, what's it like there that's
1: so interesting because no <laughs> is the easy <laughs> answer um I mean Toronto is very much a city like it's very city and I yeah. didn't not that I grew up downtown although I've spent a lot of my life right downtown um but like I grew up out so like like close close to the city but in a suburb mm-hmm. and it's very like typical North American suburb. so there wasn't a you know, plentiful like water or or anything. I mean,
0: again, it's how you're raised. It's, it's, yeah. it means, I don't know if the charts have any indication. I think it's also just personal preference. I mean,
1: yeah. 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 Okay. Well, this is, here's one way that we can segue back to, to you and your story and, and all that you do. Have you found in learning about yourself like how has this like in informed or like made sense to you with like the work that you do now like do you see yourself in this and like the work that you've gone on to do and
0: Mm -hmm. I definitely see myself as not a terrible employee but someone who seeks out leadership Mm -hmm. and recognition unfortunately I have to say that because it's really true but it's I like to prove myself and be actionable. And when I left the fitness position that I was in, well, I've been a personal trainer for seven years. And the first couple of years, I was on my own, mm. working a full time job. And then I would do this on the side. And then I worked in nutrition. And then I got more for certifications in nutrition, did more studying in that sense, and started focusing more towards that. But as simultaneously a group class trainer that setting was not for me Mm. and I thrived my ego thrived but I definitely Mm. didn't Mm -hmm. um and so when I left there and I leaned fully into nutrition yeah I think that that was a really good space for me to be in because I could focus on one thing Mm. have several clients so I was never bored everyone has a different situation everyone has different goals and Then, as of the past year and a half, I was given an opportunity to help run and be a part of my family's company, which is Mm -hmm. 42 years old. It's a professional public speaking and communications company. Mm -hmm. And I actually haven't even spoken about this on my podcast. This will come out soon. But, anyways, so there it is. But Like nobody's who cares, but the, that's what I've been doing as I would say 60 to 70% of my job. So it's now podcast and building on that legacy that was set before me. And I think that it's a really great segue because everyone needs communication. Everyone Mm -hmm. needs help refining their skills, making mm. sure that their message is being delivered in the way that they want it to be delivered in. Are you a boring presenter? Are you a, capable of connecting with an audience? Are you all these things? Yeah. And, and being able to utilize those skills for the podcast for nutrition, f- it, it is come full circle mm-hmm. in a sense where you get the fulfillment of seeing other people transform in front of you, which is in a, in a sense, validating. Yeah. And then also using these skills in my own personal life and business. So to answer your question, I do think that what I have learned about myself has represented itself within all that I'm doing now. Yeah. And I think that by having a constant, by having a one larger job, one mm-hmm. steadier, more stable job will allow me to go back to the joy and the pleasure of mm-hmm of the podcast. I mean, I never lost pleasure and joy from the podcast, but for the nutrition and for these things and not be so all over the place. Yeah. And that's what I've noticed is good. I need the grounding, but I still like to have pockets of those creativity, that creativity.
1: Yeah. That's really good to share, like to share. Cause I, I, I do know it's talked about, but sometimes I feel like not necessarily enough when, you know, you are sort of directing your own chip and sort of it can be a very ungrounding experience like you were saying Mm -hmm. and so to have that 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 job that is giving you that groundedness and kind of freeing up your mental Mm -hmm. your mental headspace and allowing you Mm -hmm. to like you said like have or like find the joy and like it's it's really powerful I'm sure that it must have changed your relationship with um probably your nutrition
0: work sure and Mm -hmm. I think that it's also and this goes back any nutrition client that I have it's okay to change your mind. Mm. And if you are stuck in a pattern or a habit of eating, because that's what, you know, or that's what Mm. has worked for you in the past, we evolve and there's, there is a way for you to still enjoy things while it not being your full livelihood Mm. and same way with nutrition. If you have been plant-based for a long period of time, and then you find that you keep wanting eggs or you keep wanting on these things, go have Mm. a little bit of that. I think that we tend to box ourselves in and a lot of people think, oh, podcast nutrition are my full-time job. And that would be great if, you know, putting it out into the universe, like if dear media wanted to sign me, then Hey, I'm, I'm in like, come on. I mean, I think I had I, like, I, I will vote for that one. I honestly, okay. I have, oh my God, that's a big old, that's a big old goal. And I'm have never stopped thinking about it, but the, you should the reach whole... out to them.
1: Don't they have like an, don't they have a recruiter?
0: Oh, don't you know how many times I've. Oh, okay, okay. 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 <laughs> I'm <glad>. it's, it's, <laughs> it, my numbers aren't what their average are. So okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm doing what I can to feed the audience that I have right now. And yeah. look, Manifest destiny is real. If it's meant for me, it'll happen. But I'm, and I do keep working at it. I tag them yeah. in everything. But Amazing. the, <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> talking them in everything. But the, the whole thing is, I think that so many people see on Instagram, they think, oh, well, if you're unhappy in your nine to five quit, yes. But we also, right. n- not everyone needs to go be an entrepreneur. You don't, you can go find a different job that will take care of you and feed your 401k and give you benefits. And you don't have to think about it so that you can go mm-hmm. have these awesome hobbies and you can go paddleboard after work and you don't have to worry about employees that you have to pay. You don't have to, there's grass is greener and yeah. grasses. It, it really is perspective. So having experienced multiple nine to fives and also working for myself for the past two and a half years, three years, four years, I just, you can do both and you can change your mind. And we see people all the time who are 60 or 55 or whatever, getting a divorce and then finding the love of their life. Like, you know, we, we see all these things and it same with food. If you have been eating burgers and fries, or you just have been unsure of what to eat your whole life, you can, it, literally is one decision mm-hmm. it's one decision and the more you keep making the decisions that feel right to you and avoiding you'll when you start making good decisions for yourself the bad decisions will come in a gut feeling and once you stop once you don't ignore those gut feelings it the more you listen to your gut the more it is refined it's like a Siri it's like an algorithm where you create by listening to your gut you create this perfect algorithm for yourself that it's only going to send you the good shit and it's going to tell you immediately if there's something that's not going to be good for mm-hmm. you. So, and that will be, that will come in the feeling of a gut feeling. Yeah. And I just think that that's so important to know.
1: Yeah. It really is. And um, I mean, that cognitive distance that we experience when we, <laughs> It's like we start to realize that like what's more aligned for us is outside of this box that we've placed ourselves in. It's really kind of wild because I've been through this, and I think most people have been through this um, at some point in their lives if they're aware. Um, it's 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 just like a weird thing. Like why do I want to? Like when you really think about it, okay, like what is this box giving me? It's giving mm-hmm. me such sort of misery and. Mm-hmm. And I've created it for the most part. It's usually us yeah. creating it and, and the realization that, oh, I can, I can just take it away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's, it's, it's one decision. Simple. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's, I mean, it does go back to evolution. We want our goal in life is to live and feel safe. So mm-hmm. it's not abnormal to desire routine and a little predictability and stability because okay. we you know, our nervous system, it would be fried without it in some sense. And I think that by doing, there are some tangible things like, like making sure that your body is metabolically flexible so that if you do have to go 12 hours without eating, you're okay. You won't die and you won't go into reserves and become a huge, like raging lunatic or, Mm -hmm. or that goes to being able to you know, people are going to disagree with me on this, but being able to walk or run two or three miles to make sure that you're able to, what if you need to escape some terrible situation or there are these things that I think of in a very practical sense, but things like cold plunging or getting in a cold shower, um, Mm -hmm. having 12 hours to let your digestion really rest so that you can have sleep for healing uh, reducing processed foods that were, that are chemicals. Like we had a guy who we live in a, 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 commu, a apartment complex, and mm-hmm. there was, they're doing a bunch of landscaping. There was a guy yesterday, a week ago who was going around spraying where they were going to, where they were going to redo sod and sure. put new plants down. And he was killing all of the weeds around there. And I went over to him and asked him, very politely. Hey, how's your day going? Uh, you know, chatted about the weather for 10 seconds. Then I asked, do you mind me asking what you're spraying? And he was spraying roundup, which is glyphosate, which is a huge, we all have heard of this word. It's, you know, massive carcinogen and has been shown in hundreds of studies to be linked to definite cancer. And I said, can you please not spray that on this building? And he looked at me and he said, Absolutely. I, he was like, trust me, I know exactly. He was like, you don't have to say anything. I have to carry this thing on my back all day. And, you know, I felt for him in that moment. I was like, shit, this is your job. You have to be around Mm -hmm. this all day long, but it's those little moments of bravery. And you might not think, Oh, how is that brave at all? Well, it is when you are a woman asking someone who's Mm -hmm. doing every single house around you and then saying, Hey, can we not? And Mm -hmm. I just had to say, you can even ask, are I was like, feel free to have someone call me if they have a problem with this. Da, 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 da. I was like, mm-hmm. our dog is here, he comes home. I don't want him yeah. sniffing it, I don't want it on his paws. Little moments of bravery like that change mm-hmm. who you are as a person, and it helps you to truly lean into the person you want to be strong, mm-hmm. de- dependent on yourself, but in a healthy amount. I mean, little things you can do,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I know that you you know, you just spoke to like your communications work as well. How have you, is that just something with aging and becoming more grounded in yourself or how have you developed that, that bravery, that, that ability to communicate, you know, your needs? Cause I think that's something, as you mentioned, women, especially, you know, tend
0: to struggle with, I don't want to come Mm -hmm. off as blah, 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 blah. blah, No, it's real. It's real. And I want to say that my, so my, grandfather started this company 42 years ago. My mother took it over for several years before she passed. And now it's still in the family. Mm -hmm. And I was raised to avoid words like, like, and so, uh, like, Mm -hmm. and it's been ingrained in me that effective communication can directly impact the people you're talking to. You could have the most amazing message in the world, But if you are mumbling into your hands and using non-words every second, then it's going to be lost. And that message won't be clear. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But as far as bravery, it's, I mean, practice getting Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. And I think that doing small things that are just different for you are good for bravery. Like I'm not brave. I'm really not. I'm just, I just know that. I will spend more time thinking about if I think to myself, I will spend more time thinking about not having done this than doing it, then I'll, then I just, it's not motivation, it's not determination, it's just that mini bit of discipline and that feeling of, I feel better once I've done something like this. Hmm. And getting out of that comfort zone, I think that we have really dug ourselves into a huge, pardon my French, fucking hole <laughs> of being able to communicate. There's no eye contact. There's yeah. no, you'll, you'll go to the grocery store and someone will be ringing up your groceries and you know, 70% of the time, these people are making eye contact for 0.2 seconds and there's no eye contact. There's no,
1: you mean the clerks, limit.
0: like on the, even on the clerk's end on both, both. ends.
1: Both. Okay. Yeah. On
0: both ends, people yeah. feel uncomfortable and they feel mm-hmm. affronted when they're being, mm-hmm addressed so directly, but also yeah. we are, and then I'll stop tangenting, but it's, no, no, no,
1: this is so good. Keep going. <laughs>
0: but think about, think about one thing that we can do right now. And this, is this goes for women. And this is something that I had to learn when I was working in a group fitness studio, mm-hmm. they said, you sound like a girl. And I was like, fuck you. And they, you know, I, I was like, this is <laughs> yeah. not, and, but they said, no, no, no. In order to c- command the room, you have to push your voice and you have oh. to be able to, cause, cause I was on a mic and I was, you don't want to have yeah. a squeaky voice on a mic. It's just right. not appealing to hear uh-huh. in any sense, man or woman or uh-huh. whoever. And they, they didn't train me on how to push my voice, but I was like, oh, I think I get it. And so you, women find, I find that this happens a lot with women and this is not to generalize, but it's been my personal experience that women, we, we end up talking like this. And when you talk like this the whole time, it always ends up being like, you're talking up and asking a question at the end. And once you hear it, you can't unhear it. There will be people, you know, when I was it's, it's, you're speaking like a question when it's not a question, you know what I mean? And when you start talking like Mm. this, it ends up taking a little bit of the confidence away from what you're saying. So if you're in a job interview, you're like, I think that this is the right job for me because I've been in this industry for a long time. And in this industry, it, it takes away your power. Wow. And so- You're even
1: sitting differently. When I look at your body language, your, your
0: chest, your neck, it's tight. This is a protective pose that wow. we go into when we start yeah. to communicate. So it goes as it will, the great thing about this when you start to make this switch is that nobody will notice, but they will notice Mm. when you talk like this and you end up speaking, like you don't know what you're talking about and that you're not confident. You could, you could be the most brilliant brain scientists in the Mm. world, cure to cancer rockets. But if you're talking in a sense that is, it makes it seem like you are brand new to this industry and you the up talk, you cannot unhear it. You cannot unhear it. And that is one of the most powerful. And this is like women all over the world, please stand up, please. And if you already do this fantastic, but if you catch yourself speaking in up talk a ton, this is the time to change it. It will change your confidence. It will. The difference between if you're up against at a job interview, the woman who has the exact same resume, but speaks with conviction and no up talk. Mm. likely going to get that position. It sounds more deliberate and intentional, right? It's wow. such a, do. it's such a quick thing to integrate.
1: Uh-huh. Right. It's, it's such a good tip in it. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be,
0: you wouldn't, yeah. You just wouldn't think about it. It's so invisible. Yeah. You know? It's, it is, it's just, it's distracting. Once you know it, it's, it's, <sighs> You, you know, that person who says like all the time or who says, yeah. um, or whatever, and you almost make it a game thinking, Oh, how many times are they going to say it? It's it just becomes <laughs> distracting. It right. just becomes distracting. Yeah.
1: How do you, hmm. yeah, because I know that I go, I, I for
0: sure use, ums. yeah, I mean, I catch myself and I'm like, Oh my gosh, but how do we, but not that often it's not okay. distracting. Okay. I mean, doing it once in a while is not a big deal, but it, when it becomes, a distraction. You okay. can't unhear it.
1: Right. So if you notice that you have sort of a verbal tick in, in uh-huh. that way, what do you, how do you try? Is it just awareness over time? It's,
0: it's awareness. Uh-huh. It's, it, we say this in class that it, it takes practice. You learned this over your entire life, mm-hmm. but once you, once you hear it, you cannot unhear it. The, if anyone is listening to this and they're interested, please send me a message send yeah. me a dm if you have a company or if you have employees that need to work on their sales presentations have them reach out to me and i will we will talk about For this sure. course it is life changing and so and that is 0.01% of what we do in class but it's it's just the awareness it's wow. the awareness it's
1: amazing i i just think of young kids young girls um i mean especially my, like i like remember you know I'm like no one's listening to me, and and you and you're kind of like annoyed with
0: everyone. Um, <laughs> um, and no, <laughs> I was, no, 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 and it's not it's not that it's a bad thing. It makes you a bad yeah. public speaker communicator. Yeah. It's it's the level of awareness that right. it will elevate the skills that you already have.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. It's just <laughs> very interesting because you, it's almost like we're taking that power back and taking responsibility for how the world engages with you, which you mm-hmm. know we talk about all the time now. I mean. Most most people in this space, they talk about it all the time, but not so tactically like that, which has mm-hmm. such a huge impact on the day-to-day, almost mm-hmm. hour by hour. Mm-hmm. That's huge mm-hmm. and so simple, you know, once you're aware of it. That it's is- so
0: simple, but it is, wow. it's big. And again, you might be giving yourself a pat on the shoulder. Hey, I just, I, I didn't talk up, <laughs> but Nobody's gonna notice. Just keep going. Just, just keep going.
1: Oh my goodness! I love that.
0: I can't. I honestly just looked at the time. I honestly cannot believe I still have like a whole list of questions. I'm so sorry. We can rapid fire. I just tangented so hard. I'm. I I apologize. No,
1: honestly, it's always better that way. I find it's usually better than me just like going through, but. Yeah. You know, I, cause we did talk about this. I actually love that. We talked about this stuff. It fits this audience, you know, <laughs> I know we meant to talk about
0: nutrition, so we could, we could still, you know what,
1: let's just keep it simple. We don't have to, we don't have to go crazy. Let's just say, did you have, do you like, what are you, what practices are helping you right now? Or what is helping your clients or your previous mm-hmm. clients or what is a common concern? However you want to answer this, like sort of a takeaway that people can take, cause you are a wealth. And the truth is they can just go listen to your show and get
0: sure, tons of sure. information there. But one thing that I not harp on, but it has changed my life. And then it's, it's again, it's always simple, right. but it's, uh, the rule of four that I have. And, uh, I, I consider a balanced meal. Carbs, fat, protein, fiber. So if you have fiber, that means your carbohydrates are likely whole foods based. You have some mm-hmm. starch and different types of fiber. You've got some greens in there. Uh, fats, just a little bit, like a thumb's worth of fat, to help uh, slow down the absorption of the carbs, and then protein for satiety. Yeah. If you can hit four out of four of those at a meal, that is awesome, and you—that's a nice balanced meal. If you hit three out of four, also fantastic. If you're on a road trip and it's not. You can't get all that in there. That's fine. Two out of four, it's likely going to be a snack. Mm. One out of four, I mean, unless you're eating one ribeye for right. a meal, it's probably just going to be popcorn or something. Just don't even yeah. count it. It's not a full <laughs> meal. It's not a full right. meal. Yeah. But so the power of four has been extremely beneficial for clients who mm. find themselves constantly snacking or have that crash or crave mentality throughout mm. the day also really great for helping stabilize hormones.
1: Yeah. I love that. And and real quick, I'll just say before I let you go, yeah. Cause I, I remember, or I listened, I was listening to some stuff even today and I don't know how old these episodes were. Or I, I should have mm-hmm. looked at the date, but um, because I know you've talked about like food combining and you said it didn't work for you. And I was like, yeah, me neither. Like, or I, you know, you, mm-hmm. you had your, you know, your discrepancies within that sure. statement. But when I tried that, I I was like, oh my God, I'm hungry like all the time. Like, I I don't know. It just Mm -hmm. didn't work at all. So when you mentioned that. It's like, you can change your mind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, You can change your mind. And I did it for a long time. And I will say digestion wise, if I'm out to dinner, then I know that there's likely if I try and do a full balanced meal in that sense, the four out of four, it's likely if it's chips, I'm just not going to do it or cause it's like the oil just doesn't settle yeah. in my stomach, but mm-hmm. I w- will still practice. If I'm doing a piece of dense protein, such as salmon or whatever plant plant protein I'm having concentrated, Yeah, I will still do predominantly greens or leafy greens and vegetables. Yeah. So I do still focus on that digestion wise, but the some people, it works beautifully, right? Some people have no problems with it and it fuels them and they feel satisfied. Yeah. And sometimes it works for a season of your life or for days at a time. Totally. Yeah. Like, again, I, you're right. I'm growing out of these extremes <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I should say, I think the thing that really didn't suit me was honestly just like the fruit first part. Like that was just the only thing. Cause I was like, "Mm, I think I'm going to be eating every hour until it's lunchtime. If I'm doing this one
0: (laughs) and I'm, I'm down for fruit all day, but I will say if I have an apple with a meal, then I'm super bloated. So having fruit on an empty stomach does do unless it's dark berries. I think that it's definitely better left on at least a slightly empty stomach.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I did remember you saying that. But anyway, um, I mean, I could ask, I could just go on and on, but I'm just gonna say refer to Hotter Than Health because <laughs> your show is really so good. You really are so good at talking to your guests and then having, you know, your own conversations with the mic and addressing people's questions. And as I said, there's a little bit of comedy usually here and there with your tangent, but I love it. As you can tell, I am I'm, I'm with you on that kind of mind. And, yeah, I think it's you know, fingers crossed you. that you're with you know the manifestation that you want to come through with that <laughs> comes you. through. I can <laughs> see it. I can totally see it.
0: Thank you. Yeah, oh, that's really awesome. And oh my god, I just had a review a couple months ago, maybe maybe a month ago, and it was someone wrote one star. If this girl talks about her bowel movement, I've her, her dog's bowel movements one more time. I'm gonna lose my mind. I am dumber for having heard this. And <laughs> I don't think so. I completely disagree. (laughs) Oh my God. But it's so funny. Like having that on there made it honestly made my day. It was the funniest review. And I just thought to myself, you have, you try having a 15 year old dog, best of luck to you, you know, Yeah. but yeah, but thank you for saying all of this. This is very kind. You are incredibly easy to talk to
1: Likewise. so much for joining us on the north star podcast i am so grateful for your time and your presence if you want to chime in on the conversation you can send me a dm at mac on instagram i mean it when i say that i'm really always happy to hear from you be it with regards to your insights gleaned from this episode or with regard to your own unfolding journey at large I do believe that we each have our own North Star and it's our duty to do the inner work to get to know ourselves so that we can live in harmony with our souls, carry out our calling and serve others with the gifts we have each been uniquely blessed with in this lifetime. Thank you again for joining us and I'll see you next time.